Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Power Half Hour Unstoppable Business Owner and I'm your host Dorothy O'Dell for this evening. Tonight I have the distinct pleasure of bringing uh, such an amazing incredible woman Anna Larson who is going to be talking about her digital marketing uh, business but also about uh, the spouses for our military when they're transition. Uh, you know, we talk, we've had tons of military guys on here and uh, veterans and, and active duty, but tonight uh, we actually get to speak to one of the spouses. So I'm super excited about that. But first, before we bring Anna on, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor of today's show, uh, Bonnie Herb. For all your doTERRA oil needs, definitely get a hold of Bonnie at www.beoilywithbonnie.com or give her a call or a text at 810-414-0929. With that, thank you for joining us, Anna, tonight. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Like I said, we're in the middle of a storm, so if I disappear, <laughs> Anna is like a pro at this, so she can continue right. to go on. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> I have all the faith and confidence in you. <laughs> so I, I'm looking at your bio and it says that you work for a Fortune 500 company and then you decided to go from that into your own company. So tell yeah. us a bit, a bit about your company and what it is that you do do. Okay. So um, I started a small business. I called it Nomad About because I am an adventurer at heart and that just spoke to me. I Nomad About all all sorts of things. Um, anyway, so my spouse's duty station before our last one, um, since we're military, his was in Africa. And um, normally with my Fortune 500 company, the one I was working for, what they would do is they would put me on an extended leave of absence when we were out of country. And when I would come back into country, then they would find a contract for me to work on with the, you know, at the job that I had been doing prior to PCSing somewhere. And so when we were getting ready to come back from Africa, I just, there just was this feeling of, I think I'm done working for someone else. I don't want to take on a new contract. I don't want to start a contract halfway through and try and fulfill this. And so when we came back, I quit that job and I started looking at what I could do as an entrepreneur. And I just happened to over pineapple cookies of all things, um, met a woman here at, well, what's now Fort Cavazos, um, Fort Hood previously. And she was a digital marketer and I had been a marketing person for this company. And we started talking. She said, you know, all of your experience that you've done for them, you can apply to the digital world. It's all the same concept. So we took on a pro bono um, client together just so I could kind of test it out, but have somebody that knew what they were doing while we tried it out. That was back in 2018. And um, it went really well. It was a cancer nonprofit and we helped them with a big campaign that they were doing as well as some social media marketing kind of stuff. And that just solidified it. And I have been going gung ho ever since and loving every bit of it because I get to choose what I'm doing. Uh, all day, every day. Yeah. I love that. The freedom to choose. Isn't that what everybody wants, right? <laughs> yes. Entrepreneurship for me, right? That's kind of what it came down to was flexibility and whatever I want to do is what I do. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. And then, so you are a military spouse. And, and so, you know, and I, it says here that you have definitely been in the space of, of helping other spouses uh, with their 
uh, service member transitioning as well. So uh, tell us about that experience. I mean, I, like I said, we, we've had tons of veterans on the show and I'm excited because we get to talk to a spouse and, and, and see what there's out there for the spouse part. Well, so being a military spouse is amazing. I've loved every minute of it. I still consider, even though we're retired now, once a military spouse, always a military spouse is kind of, you know, the word on the streets. And so um, when I did start my own small company, one of the contracts that I signed on was to help support um, uh, it as an ambassador for transitioning and retiring spouses through spouse link, which is an arm of AFMA, um, which is the American armed forces mutual aid association. So they are like a wealth management and insurance and mortgages or fiduciary company, you know, and so they have this arm that supports military spouses. They asked if I would come and support them. They actually asked me to come and support them for Fort Hood, Cavazos, Fort Cavazos. Sorry, I'm going to get that wrong. This whole conversation. Because I've never heard of that. I've heard of Fort Hood, but I've never heard of the other yeah, one. They so. just changed the name. So I'm trying to like own the new name. And anyway, so um, yeah, so they asked me to be an ambassador for that. And I said, we're transitioning out in the next 18 months. I am not the right person for that. And that conversation led to, well, we've never really focused on transitioning and retiring spouses. And then what that led to, which is kind of fun, is during my transition in retirement, as I'm being an ambassador, I'm going to put that in quotes, right? Because I had no clue what I was doing at the beginning. <laughs> as I was supporting other spouses through that process, I realized how little support there really was for military spouses through that process. Um, we, you and I, Dorothy talked about this a little bit in advance, but just there's, there is a lot available for veterans and transitioning service members, and they deserve and need every bit of that support and help. But it's very often that the military spouse comes as an add on or an afterthought to those programs where, oh yeah, well, this might help them or, well, I guess you can come if we have space available or yeah, yeah, sure. Show up. Um, but it's really geared towards a service member. And they haven't really thought about the fact that transitioning out of the military for a military family is a whole family affair, kids, spouse, and service member all together. So that's kind of my new mission. That's one of the things that I focus a lot of time and attention on is really supporting military spouses through that transition process um, and making sure that they have the resources and the information and that they understand even the process that their veteran is going through. Because a lot of times, they don't want to talk about what happened in their TAP class. It's overwhelm. It's too much information to try and cipher it down to understandable over the dinner table kind of talk. And so just even understanding what the service member has to do during transition is a huge, became a huge help for me as a transitioning spouse. So, yeah. And, and I can see that because you, like you said, they're overwhelmed. They have no idea. It's something new coming back into civilian life. You know, some, most of them put 20 to 30 years in and then they come out and I don't know what to do. And, and like you said, in the green room, even, even you're used to like, even a doctor being told which doctor you took for you and your family to go see and not knowing that when I come out, well, wait a minute, now I'm responsible for that. And I, I didn't know that part about it. And I was like, are you kidding me? So that is a great eye opener for us that this is the first time I'm hearing this. And, you know, that would be. Yeah. You know, 
a lot of times, I mean, I've, I've lived this military family life for 20 plus, 22 years my spouse was in, 22, almost 23 years. And so for 22, almost 23 years, I became, I'm going to call it institutionalized the way the military lifestyle is. And I didn't have choices in doctors because we were always just TRICARE, standard care, right? We didn't, we didn't, do well no tricare prime we didn't buy into standard where you could go out there was no need to we were always at a military base where that was you know available and so i think as part of that like learning how to do things as i'm as a civilian <laughs> was a lot harder than i thought it should be at my age i mean i'm a seasoned spouse right so it should not have been so hard for me to figure out how to call a doctor and find one that i liked but i it was really a struggle it terrified me it was one of those things where i mean i had to talk it through with my best friend like all right how do i do this what do i say to them what am i what am i looking for even I never really had choices in healthcare in that in that sense, and I and that goes across the board with so many things, um, you know, not just healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you said that because I had the same doctor since I was three years old, and he retired on me five years ago. So I'm like, crap, what the heck am I going to do? Because he was my parents' doctor, he was my doctor. I known him pretty much my entire life, and so trying to scramble to find a doctor that is, well, in my opinion, good enough. To even remotely because i mean he's a, this guy there's doctors and then there's the doctors that they came to be a doctor because they wanted to save people's lives and, and make a difference yeah. and now i feel doctors a day just nowadays just like they're in it get the money get out and let's move on to the next patient yeah. so i'm just like I, I get you there and as a civilian that was scary enough i can't imagine you know going from what you did to now having to find out you know, a doctor for you and your family. Yeah. So. I think, I think one of the, here's one of the things for me, right. Is I was really embarrassed about it for a long time. Like these things, these fears that I had that should have been something that should have come very easily for me. I it was embarrassing for a little bit. And then just one day I said, done, I'm just owning to the embarrassment of all the things, uh, you know, I mean, I cried over the on post library that they wouldn't answer their phone because I didn't know if I could still go there if I wasn't an active duty service member and looking for a doctor and figuring out like what VA appointments looked like and and what my spouse just chose not to work. What the heck? He's home all day. How do I deal with that? Right. I talk right. about all of it and I, I want spouses to know. It's okay. I'm here. If you got a you got a trial, it's likely I've experienced it. <laughs> I love that. Well, not that now. Well, because for 22 years, either he was deployed or he was at work, right? And yeah. so, even in those years that he was deployed, then they come home, and then this is what I hear every single time. Oh shit! Now he's home. Now what do I do, right? <laughs> and and not in a bad way. We don't mean that in a bad way. But like he's trying to figure out as a civilian, you're trying to figure it out as like, oh crap, he's home all the time under my foot. Now what? And it's yeah. just the way it is. And uh, and be getting support for both our service member and the spouse is definitely needed. And now that I'm hearing more from you, I'm just like, okay, now I'm really on a mission to help 
save save the veteran's life and make sure the spouse doesn't kill him anyway. <laughs> we've kind of we've instituted this thing where I'm like, maybe every th- three years you do need an extended deployment somewhere, like to your mom's house. I mean, she'll love it, right? She can keep you for an entire month and it gives me that break. Then we can have that big welcome home. I'll even bring a sign to the airport if you want me to. <laughs> you know, I pick you up. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> I bet you he feels the love. (laughs) I don't think he'd agree to it, but it was one thought that crossed my mind in the mini when I realized we'd always relied on those deployments to kind of recenter our normal within our family. And now there were no more of those. There's no TDY. There's no him leaving. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in the military world, military families that you start to normalize because you have to there's too many things on your plate. You're just moving forward. Um, and with retirement, we ended up having to deal with a lot of those things that we were not expecting to have to deal with. And it may, it's been fun. It's still, I mean, it's two years. We're still going. There's still stories I can share like today. And you're still <laughs> laughing. So that's the most important part. You're still you laughing. Yeah, I have. Exactly. Well, yeah. It's all, it's all good conversation. And I know so many other spouses, once you start talking about it, you find so many other military spouses that just nod their heads in solidarity. They've either been there, done that, or they know what it's like, or they've heard the story. You know, it's just good to know. I think that you're not alone in that like transition craziness. Uh, And that's, that's hopefully the message I'm sharing with all of those spouses out there. Well, it's funny you said that because that's why this show is all about. The show was making sure that people know that they were never alone, giving hope. And here we go. And this works perfectly. That's why we were made to uh, connect. But yeah, I love there that. You go. It wasn't even planned. That's awesome. It, it was not. <laughs> it was not at all. With that, I'm just going to take a little commercial break. We'll be right back. Today's show is sponsored by the Leffa Coach, an intervention innovative entrepreneurial venture partner that will take your income and self-expression to the next level. With his established five pillar methodology, the Leffa coach can help you build a solid foundation for success and expand your full potential. As a venture growth coach, the Leffa coach is dedicated to partnering with you and your established business to help you grow your income and achieve your goals. Whether you're an entrepreneur or a professional looking to take your career to the next level, the Left Foot Coach can provide you with guidance, support, and resources you need to succeed. If you're ready to unlock your full potential and achieve your dreams, then schedule a free 30-minute inquiry call using this link provided. Trust me, as a client who's experienced his growth interventions already, you won't regret it. All right. So, Anna, I have to ask you, we're getting back to the business side of things here. What three things would you say that you overcome uh, to get to where you're at in business today? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I'm just going to throw number one. We've already talked about it. It's just the military life, right? Like the moving around all the time, the no consistency, having huge gaps in my, even though I work for the same company, still huge gaps in my professional development and ability to, um, you know, really grow as a professional in that sense. Um, I would say for more recently, I would throw um, like self-doubt or imposter syndrome out there. 
you know, and I think that stems from the number one where you have these gaps and I think, oh, what if I don't know enough or know as much or my marketing background? I did a lot of print and that kind of work. And now I'm trying to I'm in the digital world. So does it really, truly translate? The answer is yes for me. Right. Um, but there's still that imposter syndrome that creeps up every once in a while and smacks you in the face and says, you're you don't belong here. You can go away kind of thing. Um, and then the third thing I'm going to say, I'm just going to own up to this terrible habit I have. I am a procrastinator. So I am like a last minute. If you, <laughs> I can write, I'm a copywriter. That's one of the main things that I do. Man, I will write you good copy the night before that deadline. Like sometimes that is like the last minute I am chugging out the best work, even though I've maybe still, you know, played with it here a little, played with it there. But that procrastinator thing, it's something I've been working on. I, I wouldn't say maybe I've overcome it exactly, <laughs> but I am working on it. I love that you said that. And I'm over here laughing because I'm like, girlfriend, I am right there with you. I'm the girl that crammed the night before the exam. I'm the girl that was like, opened her textbook and there it was right before. And when I have a deadline and my business partner says, and by when will you have that ready? I'm like, by when will you like it? And I like, boom, it's done like 10 seconds prior to the deadline. I get it. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, those three things, I feel like they all kind of tie together, right? That whole, like, because I procrastinate, that puts self-doubt. Like, maybe I'm not good enough. Why can't I think of the right words to use or the right thing to say or the right campaign to create or something? And But then I also know that I feel like creatives have that as generally as a, as a, as a character trait. I'm just going to throw that out there. I just think... And people, please feel free, throw it in the comments, right? Like, tell me I'm wrong. If you're a creator that does not procrastinate, I would love to hear from you because exactly. I feel like that's like a normal thing for a creator. We're like constantly improving or doing this or that with it. So, yeah. Right. It's, it's always how can we do better for our, our, our viewers and our guests, right? That's the number thing. Like, tell me what I can do better. And, and, yeah. and uh, I love that. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. No. No, like I did mention, right? No shame in any. I'm just, I'm all out there, just open book as far as like all of my bad habits. I'm going to throw it out. I am a procrastinator. Well, well I never I meet my deadlines. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's what I say at work. I like everything's done. It may not be, it may be, and it's done on time. Yeah. So, you know, if, if and, I want to, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was no, going to go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say like it's done on time. Yes. But also I do know like that last minute work is often my best. Mm -hmm. And knowing that sometimes I'm like, I'll just do it in three hours. I'll do it in three hours. Like when you're really under the gun, then all the good ideas start flowing because they have to at that point, you know? <laughs> Well, yes. And and I don't know about you, but I'll sit there and I'll pray before I'm like, okay, guy, just give me the inspiration. And as soon as I do that and I'll I hear it, like it just comes. So I yeah. definitely, definitely see that. Yeah. So we have that in common too. Yeah. <laughs> and what three things would you say that you help your clients overcome? Oh, that's a good one. So 
One of my favorite things is strategizing, like thinking big, big picture, coming up with that big picture plan, like that year long marketing plan, like really like showing them how when you put it all together, the the really the magic that can create for your business. Um, that's one thing that I love to do. And along with that comes the right content, consistent branding, all of those kinds of things. Um, I have a lot of social media clients that haven't maintained like consistent branding. It's just whatever Canva template they think is cute and then they throw it up there and you couldn't tell it was their business or any other business that did what they were doing. So I try and help them focus on that. And then the third thing I would say, um, probably I'm a people person. So I really love helping my clients with the nurturing process, whether that's an email campaign of some kind or like webinars, live streams like this, you know, helping them nurture that authenticity, that trust, that brand elements that they want out there to be and what they want to be known for. Um, so those would be those would be my three things. I mean, I do more than that, but those are my three favorites. How about that? <laughs> I love that. And when, you know, and when we do our favorites, it's not work. It's, and yeah. we enjoy showing up for our clients, right? Exactly. Um, I, I love that. So, so who would be your target client then? Who, whom are you looking for to be the next person that you want to work with? <laughs> so this is very funny at, because a lot of my, a lot of what I do is copy and content. There is, there is no like niche, like industry that I work with. And I have, one of my clients is currently a little nail salon and I have a fortune 500 client, right? I mean, it really spans the, it, it spans the giantness of every industry and every topic. And I, sometimes I hate saying that because the people are like, yeah, right. Like you can write that, but honestly, I've written in the last year, I've written about classic cars for restoration website. I've written about, you know, medical devices. I've written about, um, you know, salon and, and esthetician services. I do all of these on a monthly and transition military life and transition. Like there's no connection between those. And that's partly what I love. So really, if you're looking for copy content or marketing strategy, I'd love to have a conversation. Specific campaigns are kind of my jam. Like if you got one thing you're really trying to achieve and you want some support in that area, then um, I would love to help out with that. I love that. And I love that you said that because I don't know about you, but everybody keeps telling me you got a niche down. Don't put yeah. me in a box. Don't yeah. put me in a box. I was not made in a box. I was not born in a box. I don't like boxes. <laughs> and so I love that you said that because yeah. I basically from far and wide from one end of the country to the other there's different people that you know have their story and have their business and i love that you said that yeah i'm not a nicher <laughs> and i've stopped apologizing for it a little bit sometimes i still do so i say oh i hate to say this but so it's hard to answer a question like who is your ideal client well it's somebody who wants great copy and content right and then once i've talked to that person i know whether or not i'm going to be the best fit i think maybe that's another thing that 
I would throw out there, right? Like if I don't think I'm going to be the best fit for you, I'm going to recommend you to one of my mini copy content colleagues that would be the best fit, whether that's because of your price point or the content you're looking for or the type of content. I will, I had one major fail once. I tried to write radio spots. I'm not a radio spot writer. So if somebody came to me and asked me to do that, it would be a no. I would pass them on to somebody else that was more skilled in that area. That was not a, that was not a good that was not a good mesh for me. <laughs> so I, I love that you said that. And that goes to show you, you're there for your client. You're not there for your bottom line. Right. And so Absolutely. I love that. Uh, if you and the client aren't going to click and, and you pretty much know, right. After, you know, seeing what their needs are and things like that. And I, I love when people, um, you know, have that integrity and say, you know, I, I'm not good, a good fit, but this person is. So I yeah. love that you said that. Yeah, there, there's a couple of things that I've done. Like, And I feel like that that grows your bottom line ultimately because when you build that kind of trust with clients, then they refer you. Well, you know, I mean, or they say, well, this project I have, maybe that's more your fit. And then I can either bring on a contractor to support what they do need for this specific campaign we discussed, you know, but I'm pretty open and honest about where, where my limitations lie as a solopreneur. Um, you know, as a single, single person, but I have lots of contractor friends that, um, you know, jump in and support as needed. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of military spouse entrepreneurs out there that are awesome at what they do, just looking for that opportunity. So. Absolutely. Yes, uh, that is right. And, you know, let's support our military. Um, well, support everybody, but definitely support our military, especially with the transitions and, and things like that. And thank you so much for what you do um, for the service member and the spouses, because, well, you know, with you having 22 years experience with that, you kind of know what it's like. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I love that. And you also have your own podcast too, right? Yes. Yeah, so um, my business partner and I, I have a business partner. We build, excuse, we build WordPress websites together. So I do all the copy and content. She's the designer. And um, she and I started this uh, live stream show a, a few couple of years ago. It's been a few years now. It's called the 15-ish minute coffee chat. Total lie. Never goes for 15 minutes always longer. <laughs> if you're expecting 15 minutes, don't show up to the coffee chat. <laughs> it's just like a girlfriend's day out, you know, it's just going to keep going. And next thing you know, we're at 37 minutes and we're like, we have to wrap this up. We've gone way over time. Um, but we focus on like small business, like small business best practices. And we have amazing guests that jump on that talk about what they do best, whether it's marketing funnels, we had audio branding. We, and then sometimes we have like a special super guest, like um, we had Miss America 2020 on our show. And she talked about what it was like to be an influencer and a superstar and kind of like the demands and what that felt like. And anyway, just so we have some fun and um, so yeah, that we, we air it, we're getting ready to do our season 11 which will start this fall so we always are looking for awesome guests if people want to come on as a guest but also of course like subscribe and follow the 15-ish minute coffee chat i love that i and miss america well there we go <laughs> yeah she's amazing this was camille schreier she's the one that did the big science experiment and won 
Miss America because and anyway, she's amazing. I love her. Love that. And so who would you who what would you say was the one of the best uh, or not best, but one of your favorite projects that you've done so far to date with your clients? Oh, for work? For work, yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. Honestly, you know, if I really had to break it down, the ability to work with Spouseling and not just work with them through a contract and, and supporting what their mission is, but also because it is a passion project for me to support that transitioning military spouse and the military family, that would probably have to be one of my favorite client projects. I know that's kind of a cheap answer because we already talked about all of this, but if I break it down, it's what I, it's a passion. It's because it's such a, a passion project for me. It's something that I love doing that I chair. I'm so excited that I get to have that as one of my clients and I get to do what I do for them. And I'm constantly looking for ways to enhance that and support that and build that and grow that. Um, bigger and better for them. Yeah. Ah, I love that. I love that. There's always a unique client out there, right? That we, that our dream client or dream, a dream thing that we do and that keeps us going. Um, and so I just love to ask people that it's, you know, you never know what answer you're going to get. <laughs> Can I tell you a second favorite? Sure. Yes. So a second favorite client that has been a real eye opener for me is a leadership and a diversity, equity and inclusivity, uh, kind of like managing management consulting firm. And mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of their content and it has been really good in terms of just opening my eyes more to social issues and social reform and the things that are happening out there day to day. It's been and learning to write about it respectfully and with, um, you know, with, with, um, I guess, well, respectfully is probably the best word I can use for that. That has been a lot of fun also. I've really enjoyed being able to dive into topics that maybe traditionally I would be too afraid of um, ever to write about at all, you know, and that's been, that's been a good project for me as well lately. That's a growth project. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yes. And, you know, it's funny that you said that because I, I, there was a time that I networked with a bunch of people that were talking about diversity and inclusion. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, seriously, in the workplace, what does that even mean? And I had no idea until I was educated on it. And I still kind of fuzzy about it. Because um, I'm like, the places that I've worked <laughs> before, it's just like, you either do what you're told or there's the door. There's no yeah. diversity, inclusion or acceptance in any of that. It's just like, here you are, like it, lump it, or there you go. So yeah, it's been really fun kind of learning the ins and outs of really what, what does a company that does offers that to their employees? What does it really look like? I mean, that's a lot about, that's a lot of the content I create is like, what good leadership can look like and employee resource groups and how they can help and, and things that you really need to be mindful of, even down to the holidays and holy days that other people celebrate and not even, not even so much um, necessarily saying, Oh, everybody needs a day off work for every holiday or holy day. But if they do come, there's a reason for it. Like there is a reason if they're asking for that day off and to be respectful of those those kinds of things to create that, um, I guess, inclusive and that feeling of belonging, no matter what your race, religion, 
gender, you know, any of those kinds of things. So that's been a, a, a real, like I mentioned, just a growth, a good growth project for personal growth for me in terms of maybe facing some things that I would not normally want to talk about. Certainly would not, you know, in polite company, quote unquote, right, bring those conversations. But um, yeah, they're important. I love that. So there we go. Check out Anna, uh, Anna and Selena.com for all your digital marketing needs. And I'm going to be checking out your, your stuff too. I didn't do that ahead of time, but the more we're talking, the more I'm like, well, wait a minute, this sound, this is like, yes, 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 yes. So definitely, um, that's something that I'll be looking at as well. So definitely go to Anna and Selena.com and check yeah. Anna out. Yeah. And thank you so much for being here today. This you, I definitely learned a lot from you. Uh, so thank you for being here. I, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, Dorothy. It's been so good to get to know you. I mean, we were kind of thrown together on LinkedIn and then the magic has just happened. So I'm excited. I appreciate you taking the time to allow me to have another platform to say, say all my things. <laughs> absolutely. That's absolutely. I just want to give one last shout out for those of you that uh, have been had a cancer connection and love golfing. We have our second annual Don Gray Memorial Classic coming up August 19th in honor of my father uh, who passed away two years ago of cancer. And so it is at the Tilbury Golf Course, 18 holes, car, steak dinner for a hundred bucks. Come out, have fun. You'll be able to see me. You'll be able to see Kimberly. Kimberly will be there. Um, and we're going to have a blast. You know, I probably won't be golfing, but I'll be out there taking pictures of everybody. And perhaps we will have the show live in Tilbury at uh, the golf course. So we're always having fun. Awesome. That's great. I love it. What a way to honor your dad. I love that. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, he's probably up there going, what the heck is she doing? Because um, my dad was very shy, very reserved and very much introverted. He'll tell you if he liked you or not. But he he um, this is probably not something that he thought would ever happen. And so we did it last year. And my brother and I are like, OK, well, let's do it again this year. My uncle's right in there. So it's a family affair. Um oh. And we have people from all over the world coming, not just Canadians. So you don't have to be a Canadian to come. We'll take your American money. That's okay. <laughs> all proceeds will go to the Chatham-Kent Peer Cancer Support Group. Um, that has been an amazing support system for myself and my family. Uh, right from when we found out my dad was diagnosed till even today, I, I, I go to uh, their Thursday meetings, classes, whatever you want to call them. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like it's more than just a meeting because we, we sit there, we do a craft of some sort, kind of take our mind off why we're there and be able to openly share our cancer journey. So it's, oh. uh, yeah, it's, it's See, been I love awesome. that. such an important. Yes. I love that. So important. Well, come on down, Anna. Come on I, down. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. I will, I will look into it, Dorothy. No problem. That I will make it from Texas to Ontario, Canada, but you know we love Texas. We welcome all walks of <laughs> the United States. We have Indiana in the house. I'm trying to get Michigan in the house. 
Texas would be awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate you. Go check out our YouTube channel, Unstoppable Overcomers, and go check out our Roku channel, Unstoppable Overcomers, because we're unstoppable in all that we do. So same time, same channel next week. Bye for now.